All right, boy. The voice was so deep and piercing that for a heartbeat I thought it was God himself. I shot right up and spun around, nearly slipping again on the slick water slide still splashing at my feet. I couldn't tell where the voice had come from until it spoke again. You can come over half you want, out of that rain. I stepped between a gap of bushes, and in front of me was old man Badeau himself, sitting on a log, looking dry as can be. Above him was a rusted sheet of metal with a faded logo of Borden's Elsie the Cow facing down. It rested on a bunch of branches and sticks. Big raindrops hit the metal from tree leaves above it like marbles, plinking the walls of a shed. I stepped into old man Badeau's fort and saw he wasn't alone. To my left, sitting on another log facing him, was Josh. Mud and water drizzled down his arms and head, and his face was beet red. He didn't look at all pleased to see me. The roof wasn't tall enough for me to stand upright, so I headed over as far away from the two as I could and sat down on the ground. I shook and hugged myself to ward off the cold. Old man Badeau spoke. Why you kids be running around in the rain when you got roofs over your heads is bound me. Makes no sense. I looked old man Badeau over. He was a broad man with huge forearms and shoulders, probably the strongest man I'd ever seen. He was wearing a pale blue collared shirt and tan pants, both of which appeared a couple sizes too small, and he was barefoot. His hair was puffed out like a globe with streaks of gray and black. He had scars on his face and one long, deep scar that ran up one arm from his wrist to his bicep. My shivering got worse the longer I sat there on the ground. I could feel the splashing of rain on my back, but I was too cold to move. I saw that Josh was shivering too, but he was so focused on me that the cold didn't seem to bother him one inch. Old man Badeau reached into his pocket and pulled out a handkerchief and held it out to me. Draw off that face, he ordered. I took the handkerchief and wiped my face down the handkerchief. It stunk like piss. I took a good look at it. It was the same handkerchief Josh had swiped from old man Badeau the other day. I looked at Josh, and he was still staring me down, which struck me as odd. seemed like any time I talked to Josh directly or had a beef with him, he'd just turn away or keep his head down. Now, it didn't faze him a bit to stare me straight on. I briefly wondered if maybe old man Badeau did have magic. Old man Badeau held out his hand, and I passed the handkerchief back to him. He snatched it away and stuck it back into his pocket. It occurred to me then that Pa had the same kind of tan pants and the same baby blue shirt. It weren't so unusual to see another man with the same clothes as my Pa, but I ain't never seen a Negro with the same kind of clothes unless they were all torn and beat up. The clothes old man Badeau had on were as good as new. They didn't quite fit, but they were good as new. It didn't take me another second to figure this out. I glared over at Josh, ready to tell him off for giving away Pa's clothes to a Negro. But Josh's death stare stopped me cold. You two don't get dry soon, old man Badeau said. Y'all gonna catch your death. How come you's running round these woods anyhow? His voice was so deep and booming, it sounded like he was talking through a hollow log. I didn't dare speak. As much as I didn't believe all that voodoo flibberty gibbet Cully was always shelling out, I didn't want to take any chances, neither. I figured it was better to believe it just enough. I looked at Josh, and for once, he wasn't staring at me. He faced old man Badeau and shrugged. Don't know. Old man Badeau turned to me. What about you? 
You don't know neither. Huh? Huh? Not speaking. You know I ain't no bogeyman. I lifted my eyes in surprise. I know. I hear what you kids be whispering about me every time I come around bogey bambado, what they call me. He emitted a strange sound from his mouth like a flammy puff air. Kids. <laughs> For as long as I'd been alive, I'd never heard of Bogeyman Bado. But it didn't sound like a half-bad name for the old Negro. Old Man Bado leaned off to one side and peered up at the darkening rain clouds. The rain seemed to have lightened up a pinch, but it was still coming down good and plenty. The old Negro straightened and said, About another thirty minutes or so left in them clouds. You too lucky as it's just an evening storm. Not one of them tropical storms that'll knock you down like a dead dog. You ain't never seen a storm till you stuck in one of them.'